There is one thing that I have learned in this life. Evil has no moral compass, no conscience. Evil doesn't care who is damaged in the process. Evil only cares about its goals. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I know there are a lot of news stories out there that are taking your attention. And I'll barely touch on a couple of the bigger ones because you need to know about a few of the other ones going on in the background that they don't want you to know about. You know, part of what evil does best, and if you just go back to the 1930s in Germany, if you can control the narrative and keep people's attention focused away from what you're really doing, you can control the population. I remember several years ago reading a story about a man that lived in East Germany. Now, East Germany, as you know, was under the domination of the Soviet Union prior to the fall in 1992. So after the Second World War, Germany was split and half of it was under the control of the Soviet Union and the communists. And the question was asked, how did you live in such fear and how were they able to con- you know, keep such control over the population? How did they do it? Because in all honesty, those that desired to be free living in East Germany were the absolute vast majority of people. The majority of the people that lived in East Germany they could look at what had happened in their lifetime, what had happened in World War I and World War II, how their country was decimated. And they could in time understand the evil leader that they had under Adolf Hitler. And now they're under even a another brutal dictator, worse than the first. Very gloomy country. And so the question was posed, how were they able to keep such control over the over the people? It was all an illusion. Because the number of people in charge, the number of people in the Stasi, the secret police, they those individuals were well paid and lived in fear themselves. They could have a decent life as long as they well cooperated. And so when those knocks would come on people's doors at 2 o'clock in the morning in an apartment building because somebody had said something that the government did not like or did something that they did not approve, people were afraid of a knock on their door. And they had no idea of how many troops and how much power was behind those individuals. The guy said in retrospect there were very few A handful of people coming out of their apartments could have overpowered those Stasi guards, taken their weapons, and dispatched them. And had that happened around East Germany, the entire East German government would have fallen. 
And the Soviet Union would have had to have reacted, which would have triggered, well, World War III back in the 50s and 60s. Control is often done by deceit. If you think your enemy has a tremendous amount of power, you're not going to attack that enemy until you know you have more power, more ability to win. You're not going to be a fool and self-destruct. And so evil, in order to control you, often uses disinformation, misinformation. By the way, that's kind of a funny thought. During the entire three-plus years now of COVID-19, how many times did we hear the term misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theory, hesitation? You know, all of these terms got thrown around by the mainstream media and the tech tyrants in social media. If you said anything about wearing a face mask, misinformation. You, if you said anything about gain of function, Wuhan lab or any other lab, whether in Ukraine, in the United States, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and any other location around the world, you were labeled conspiracy theory, fake news, misinformation. And those labels stuck. Reading a story right now that you really need to to thoroughly understand. The United States government, I want you to understand, it was this past Friday that Elon Musk released the source code for all you computer people for Twitter's recommendation algorithm, and he put it on GitHub. Now, a lot of folks that understand computers can read code and understand what it means. And there was a web developer by the name of Stephen Tay who looked over that code, and what he discovered quite quickly was a mechanism that permitted the United States government to intervene with this code. Now, what does that mean? What it really means is when needed, the government could interfere with the Twitter algorithm. Understand this. Even had a special classification for it. And Tay linked to those specific lines of code. And I've kind of looked at it. I understand a little bit. But what it boils down to is the United States government had a propaganda backdoor into Twitter. And you can you can bet your bottom worthless dollar that they had the same access and the same kind of relationship with fascist book, commonly known to you as Facebook. This shows how Twitter took orders from the FBI. Yeah, the intellectually, morally, legalistically, uh, constitutionally bankrupt organization that was founded and run by a transvestite who kept 
dossiers on every politician in D.C. so he could keep his power. In other words, the FBI has got a shady background and it's still a shady, despicable, horrifically bad organization. Sure, I know they do some great things, but the leadership, I believe, the more I go through history, the upper leadership of the FBI has been a corrupt, deep state organization of the worst kind. It is the Stasi of the United States. It is the Gestapo of the United States. Banging down the doors of pro-lifers and parents that would dare challenge school boards that want to talk sex to their second graders. The DHS, a department put together that in retrospect, I think we all agree, was the greatest mistake George W. Bush ever made, creating the Department of Homeland Security. Kind of sounds like something Hitler would do. The homeland. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, über alles in der Welt. Okay, I can hear some of you saying, Bob, isn't that just a little bit over the top comparing what's happening in the United States to, to Nazi Germany of the 1930s? Maybe not so far-fetched. And allow me to explain. It's important that I do. Let's look at the 1920s in Germany, then the 1930s and the 1940s. The 1920s in Germany, there was economic turmoil, the likes that virtually decimated the nation. It would take a wheelbarrow full of their German Deutschmarks to buy a loaf of bread. And in all honesty, at the rate things are going in this country, there is a planned destruction of the United States dollar and an economy as we know it. If you can't see that, you're not paying attention. If you believe that your banks are 100% secure, well, my bank's not in trouble. It was just that Silicon Valley bank thing. Well, you better rethink this plan. In my lifetime, in my adult lifetime, the cost of pretty much everything except for a handful of things has been multiplied by a factor of 10. 10. The only things that are less expensive today than they were in terms of other goods are electronics that can be mass-produced because of integrated circuits. And really, when you think about it, some of our energy costs are not quite as bad as they could be from just 50 years ago. But everything else, yep, pretty much multiply it by 10. The house that cost, oh, I don't know, $18,000 is... $180,000 today. The car that cost three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 is thirty, forty, dollars and $50,000 today. Oh, I know there's a lot of better technology, but they can mass produce the technology which they couldn't before. 
So we have economics. That's that's how Hitler got voted in to power in 1932. He was legitimately elected because people were afraid. People wanted peace in their time. They wanted prosperity again, and Hitler promised it all if you just give him the power. In my lifetime, the growth of what is considered now the deep state predicted about a little over a decade before by Dwight Eisenhower, like a cancer has taken root and it won't let go. It is like a parasite. But trying to remove this parasite might kill the host. That's where we are today. And how we get out of this, or if we even can, is a great question. Now, talking about the situation with Donald Trump, they they are afraid of him. And I'm not trying to campaign for Donald Trump here. I'm not campaigning for any, for or against, well, maybe against, but I'm not campaigning here. I'm just giving you a, a reality. The deep state hated Donald Trump. From the day that he came down the escalator, he was hated and despised by the deep state. Because they knew this outsider a bull in a china shop with a mouth that sometimes doesn't know when to shut off could expose them for the fakes, frauds, and phonies that they are, including the rhino class of Republicans. Now, I want you to go back to 2016. We've heard of rhinos for years, but we didn't think there was as many as there really are. Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, rhino extraordinaire, backstabber, liar, and a fraud. The man man is despicable. I think the same of Mitch McConnell. I think the same of Mitt Romney, who ran for president in 2012. Phony and a fraud. The deep state is entrenched in both the Democrat Party which really is a majority party when it comes to things federal. Oh, we get our little time in the sun if you're a conservative, but the rhinos tame it down. This is kind of like what I say about evil. Evil takes two, three, and four steps forward. We're lucky occasionally to get one or two back, but the overall trajectory is the same. And this has been going on unabated for my entire adult lifetime. And I'm sick and tired of people saying, Bob, we can fix it at the ballot box. Nonsense. You're out of your mind. The ballot box is stuffed. They've learned how to play the game. And conservatives, they play by the rules. Or they try to be, you know, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't don't go soliciting and harvesting ballots, even if it's legal. We just wait for our good people to show up on election day and vote like they have for a hundred years. What a bunch of morons. 
And the Democrats are out there canvassing the nursing homes, the streets, signing up voter registration cards everywhere they can, getting the ballots, putting them in drop boxes. There's nothing to see here. There's no voter fraud. There's no irregularity. We have a corrupt legal system. New York City is a good example. Do you think Donald Trump could ever get a fair trial in New York? Could any conservative get one? No. Not in a state, not in a city where Democrats outnumber Republicans almost 10 to 1. It is a state of anarchy. It's a state of evil in the city of New York. And their reprobate of a DA proves it. He's out there chasing Trump, and he doesn't give a rat's fanny about people that are being beaten up, killed, bodily harmed, robbed, people living in fear. He lets those people go. And he chases after Donald Trump because he has an obsession. He is demonically possessed to chase after one individual that can bring down the whole cabal. I don't consider Trump a saint. I don't think anybody in their right mind would. But he is definitely an interrupter. And they can't have it. It wasn't that many months ago that Joe Biden, in one of those rare moments when he's running his mouth and speaking a bit of truth by accident, made a very fascinating claim. I want you to hear exactly what what Biden had to say. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. Okay, he said it. I'm making sure he... Uh, and of course, let me explain to you something of, when uh, it comes to people like Biden. Does not become the next president. A again. traitor. A sellout. His family cashes in on government power to make money. How did Biden get all those wonderful homes, including oceanfront, beachfront property, on a senator's salary? Can't be done. Unless you find a way to cash in. And for 50 years, he's learned the art of cashing in. The Penn Biden group, you know, that... That think tank in D.C., it was a money laundering operation. Nothing more, nothing less. And it's China money pouring through there. His crack-addicted, whoremongering son traveling with him on Air Force Two, cutting millions and billion-dollar deals with countries like China and Ukraine. Sure, he's qualified. He's qualified to be crooked, qualified to be a reprobate, qualified to be a traitor. That's all he's got going for him. They have cashed in on the system, and they wink at you and laugh at you behind your back, and they're going to go chase Trump. Now, when they use the term, use the Constitution, they mean abuse the Constitution. Our founding fathers never wanted justice to be weaponized, political party against political party. And my fear, my biggest fear now, 
is we're opening up a Pandora's box. And I don't blame conservatives if they decide, okay, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It'll make a mess for Democrats, but it could destroy our nation completely. Can't allow this to happen. We cannot allow this precedent to be set. We cannot allow a state court to be used to silence a presidential candidate because the other side does not want to be exposed for the credences, the reprobates, the evil-hearted individuals that they are. And the fact that they want to destroy this country from within. We could be energy independent, but Biden says, due to the phony narrative of climate change, you can freeze to death for all he cares. You can burn up for all he cares. You can walk or ride a bicycle for all he cares because it doesn't make a bit of difference what we do. As we stop using and I use the phony term they use, fossil fuel. There is no such thing as a fossil fuel. That is a bunch of propaganda and garbage. We know that to be a fact. If it was a fossil fuel, there must have been a lot of dinosaurs roaming the face of the earth that that sunk down five miles into the dirt. Um, come on. All that lush greenery in Saudi Arabia where the dinosaurs roamed. The earth produces this stuff. It was Russians in the 1700s that theorized that oil might have come from a prehistoric age because it was located not far from the ground. We were told in the 1950s, peak oil is coming any day now. We're going to run out. In the 1960s, we'll run out of oil by 1980. 1970s, prices got to go up. We're out of oil. Got to cap those wells in Pennsylvania. What happened? The wells filled back up. The stuff is oozing out of the ground. We know now something we did not know in 1973. Remember 1973? Odd and even gas days. I remember them. I was in college. It was a royal pain to get gas, to commute into New York City, which is what I did in a big old Chevrolet Bel Air, 1966. Three in the tree and a straight six, no air. And a questionable AM radio. That was my vehicle. And I can remember when gas Finally hit 50 cents a gallon. Most of the gas pumps couldn't register it because they stopped at 49.9. And so they had to double the price on the pump. If it said 20 cents, you paid 40. If it if it said 30 cents, you paid 60. Whatever, you know, you remember. We're out of oil. What it was, we were not drilling like we could have or should have. We're buying it from OPEC, Islamic nations, that wielded power over you and I. And this administration that wants to stop Donald Trump, listen again to what Biden said. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if, we, uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, 
under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. So let's tie a few things together here. Biden is basically putting out a warning to Donald Trump and Trump supporters. Don't forget that sickly display that he had with the American flags and, and the two Marines and the red background. Looked like he was coming to you from the gates of hell. Remember Biden and his anti-MAGA Republican speech? Those MAGA Republicans, they are, they're evil, they're horrible, they're traitorous, they're domestic terrorists. They must be put down like rabid dogs. Forgetting what the term MAGA meant, make America great again. See, the one thing the deep state can't have is you controlling your own destiny. Our government doesn't like the idea that we are energy independent and don't need the government's help. There is nothing scarier to the deep state than you not needing them. They need you dependent on them. Why do you think they gave us Obamacare? So you'd be forever dependent and in fear of the government for your health care. Guess who else did that? Provided health care to his people, Adolf Hitler. Oh, yeah, he did. Government using health care and scare tactics and fear can control the population, just like a handful of Stasi agents making the right kind of noise at 2 o'clock in the morning could scare the population of entire cities that were more than capable of throwing the rascals out and dispatching them. It's propaganda. It's fear. We saw it with COVID-19. The narrative changed and changed and changed. And people like me and many of you that listen and other people that I respect highly that figured it out. We were thrown off Facebook. We were tossed out of Twitter. We were tossed out everywhere for quite a while. Because we didn't keep up the, the narrative of basically the American Communist Party, which is what the Democrats have become. They needed COVID for control. World government, they're going to use the UN and the WHO and COVID. And trust me, 2020 to 2030, it's going to be the decade of pandemics. If you don't believe me, if you think this is all over, you're crazy. It's just beginning. They will use pandemic. They'll use disease. They'll use climate change. They're already doing it. 15-minute cities. You're going to see some in Canada and the United Kingdom, across Europe. Even places in the United States are thinking about it. In the extremely cobalt blue areas where you can't leave your your immediate area except for so many days a year. And you can't drive your car to too many places. You're going to be limited in your travel, all in the name of saving the planet, which these heathenist, demonically possessed people, just like they worship Moloch and kill babies, they worship this earth and promote 
all kind of other nonsense we'll get into after the break. The church is also under attack. Christians are being marginalized. And if you think this program is over, oh, I have a lot more on the other side. The church project is coming along. I've lost a few days because I'm healing in my body, and sometimes I have to take a little time away. Right now, I'm working on lighting. An issue, a major issue in that building was the way they did the lighting. And I found some electrical flaws, and I'm taking care of them. And we'll be fine when it's all said and done. But it takes money, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes your prayers. This church, I really believe, will have a nice little local congregation, which is wonderful. But it's also going to have a congregation that gathers by radio, and God willing, also by video and on demand. It's coming together one little piece at a time. I wish we were farther along, but we're not. But then again, it's in God's hands. When we first conceived this project months ago, I hoped to have it ready by Easter. Not going to happen. Nowhere near ready. Maybe we'll be close by the end of the month of April. But right now, between trying to get additional airtime, paying for the existing airtime, and trying to keep ahead on this project, April is shaping up to be a difficult month. But we've seen them before. And you, God's people, come through. So I'm going to ask you directly. Would you consider a gift this month to the Ministry of Truth to Ponder? Two ways to do it. Number one, for those that find being online more convenient, go to truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. You'll find a tab that says support. From there, you can support us from Give, Send, Go, a Christian crowdsource funding organization. You can also mail a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, the city is Chilhowee. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chilhowee, Virginia and the zip code is 24319 that's 24319 now when I come back I'm going to show you all the ways in just a matter of a few minutes of the tools that the evil the ones in our governments Canada, United States, United Kingdom what they are doing, what they are doing to lie to you and control you, to steal your freedom and rob you of your rights. And many are willingly letting them do it. It's time to, as Nancy Reagan once said, just say no. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. What do you do with a used tomb? 
Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, there once was a Jewish man who apparently was getting on in life. He decided it was time to start preparing a tomb for himself and perhaps his wife. Things seemed to be going real well, leading up to a very nice funeral. Only things didn't quite work out. The man's name was Yosef of Ramata or Joseph of Arimathea, and he became a secret follower of the rabbi Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, out of compassion, when Yeshua was publicly executed, Joseph gave up his tomb and placed Yeshua's body inside. But even that didn't work out as planned. You see, a tomb is something that most people don't lend out with the idea of getting it back. But the rabbi happened to be God, and so he was only interested in borrowing it. So he borrowed it, rose from the dead, and returned it. So Joseph had his tomb again, but now people saw it as a place of joy and hope and victory in life. And undoubtedly, they were going there to look and rejoice. A tomb is supposed to be a place of mourning and tears, not joy and victory. You want people to cry at your funeral, not bring tambourines. He was left with a broken tomb. Jesus ruined a perfectly good tomb and a perfectly planned funeral. And that's just like him. He doesn't mind ruining our funerals, spoiling our sorrows, crashing our self-pity parties, messing up our bitterness and interrupting our gloominess, wrecking our anxieties and our fears. And thank God he does. Let him ruin your funeral, my friend. Let him crash that indulgence of self-pity. Let him throw a big wrench into that bitterness and mess up that whole thing with joy and demolish it with thanksgiving and laughter. Let him mess up your funeral so you can start living. Happy resurrection, my friend. Want more? Ask for the tomb. Now the free gift for you, from the sands of the Judean wilderness, to the wings of the cherubim, to the writings of the rabbis that prove Jesus is the Messiah, the awesome long-hidden mystery now revealed, the mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it, and sapphires guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get these free gifts? Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. Call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. And I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's chosen people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations of five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1, that's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1, or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644, that's Box 1111, L-O-D-I, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Lechem, peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A big thank you once again to Jim Calhoun, who filled in for me yesterday. He has been such a faithful friend to work with me, to help me. This past year, for me, has been a challenging year, but a good year. My wife and I started feeling very led to sell our little Georgia place and be closer to family. Actually, it's the kids that said, as you get older, we like you closer. And it makes more sense. And so that's why we are in Virginia. I never anticipated as we started this process that there would be a church building located so close to where I live 
that is overall in very good condition, but did need some upgrades. It was built in 1979, and it's in a little tiny subdivision, and it's about less than a 10-minute drive from our home. And here's some good news about it real quick, and I'm going to get back to the topics at hand. As we've worked on the building, we're meeting people that live in the neighborhood that are saying, hey, is the church going to open back up? Even young people. And so I think God's hand is really into this project, and, and Satan himself is fighting it every way that he can. My health issues... I, I deal with them every day. Up until getting the diagnosis of bladder cancer, I had experienced a lifetime of basically exceptionally good health. I almost never get the flu. I never even come down with much as much as a common cold. And I've never been in, you know, had a deadly disease. I've been very blessed in that regard. So this happening to me and getting that diagnosis this past fall and having dealt on and off with the problem, not knowing what it is, thank you because of, you know, our socialized medicine. You know, we have a fascist medical system now. It's government control, but not government run, if that makes any sense. The government has chosen the winners and losers, the big insurance companies. You know, the day of the family doctor is disappearing. It's medical groups now. You go to a big waiting room to meet one of many doctors in the same building sharing the same staff that has to deal with the mountains of paperwork the government requires. So we are one step away from what they have in Canada and England. The same result, though. It's still rationed. It took me months to get to a capable urologist to find out that I had bladder cancer. Now, it could have gotten worse in that time. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi, for passing a bill you didn't read. You knew it was in there because you knew it didn't apply to you. Never would, never will. Only the plebes like you and I have to deal with this in the United States. And and to my friends and listeners in Canada, you know, you've got your so-called free health care, but look at the price you've paid to get it. How many freedoms have been robbed? How much of your speech has been taken away? They control your money. They can freeze your bank accounts. They, uh, they have all kinds of control that if you had suggested this 50 years ago, in the United States or Canada, even England. If you had suggested this 50 years ago, you would have been branded a conspiracy theorist and a wacko and a kook. And here we are. They do it all the time. I shared with you in the prior segment, our government, and as far as I'm concerned, illegally, unconstitutionally, is working their way into private companies to be a censor to control information, to be a propaganda tool. That's not what the FBI was set up to do. That's not what the CDC... By the way, how many lies has the CDC given us, oh, I don't know, in the past three years about COVID-19? 
19. Looking back now, it's hard to keep track of how many lies we were told, how many bits of misinformation. And I'm very convinced of one thing. They knew at the time certain things were said that they were not true. They knew they were lies. I can remember early on, I'm not going to play it, but early on, way back in like February, March 2020, Anthony Fauci, who should have his medical license revoked, said on 60 Minutes, nah, masks don't do anything. Don't wait. That doesn't work in a virus. Nobody should wait. Nobody in a pandemic like this should be wearing a mask. It may make you feel good. That's one of the few times he told the truth. Because medical science knew then, and it knows now what it knew then, that a surgical face mask is wonderful for a bacteria, but is kind of worthless for a virus. And there's a reason. Bacteria is about a thousand times or more bigger than a virus. And when you start getting down to that microscopic level to stop a virus, you can't breathe. There's a little problem with that. Why do you think in a virology lab they're not wearing a face mask? They're in hazmat suits with helmets and air being bought in and out from the outside world. Because a face mask won't work. We know that. We learned a lot of how the CDC lied. Their protocols that Rochelle Walensky should have her medical license also put into a garbage disposal where it belongs. And her career needs to be in that same disposal. She sold her soul and her country out for a political cause. And she's still lying to the American people. Health and Human Services Department still saying you need the extra protection of the vaccine. And we now know for a fact it will not stop you from getting or spreading COVID. And if anything, it's gradually diminishing many people's immune systems. I mean, it's a lie. And many elderly people and some very partisan people still run around with a face covering on indoors and outdoors by themselves in a car because they're making a political statement or they're living in abject fear and they've been mentally damaged by the propaganda that has been pushed out. Now, I want you to listen to this little soundbite again because there's one little tiny thought that you haven't maybe picked up on when Joe Biden is talking about using every, he alleges constitutional, no, extra, their idea of the Constitution is whatever they want it to be today. And we ignore what we want to ignore. We use what's convenient. Outside of that, the Constitution is just a, an old white man's document that we don't need to pay attention to unless we want to get something accomplished and make the rubes do what we say. Now, listen again to something he said. Then I'm going to explain what he really meant based on everything else he has said since the day he took office. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, 
uh, making sure he, uh, under the legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. The fact that Joe Biden would even utter those particular words proved to me one thing. He should be tried for treason. He should be impeached. He should be locked up for the rest of his life because here's what he really means. Listen, you've got to listen, and it doesn't take reading between the lines a whole lot. It's obvious. Listen to the first words that he said. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. Now, let's make something very clear so there is absolutely no mistake. He said we need to make it clear to Donald Trump that he will not take power. What Joe Biden really meant is, Mr. Trump, you're not going to take our power. We've been planning this for decades. And you came along in 2016. You shouldn't have been president. We had it all figured out. This has been planned for ages. This started back in the days of Clinton. To gradually make this the communist states of America. And part of a elite one world order. They took a so-called moderate Democrat in 1992 from the little state of Arkansas. They tried that with another guy from Georgia, 1976. And when you look at all that James Earl Carter did, sorry, but what he did to this nation made us weaker, more dependent on foreign oil. He was the beginning of the undoing. More so, listen, I think that even the elites way back in the 50s were trying to, to set the stage. John F. Kennedy saw it and lost his life because of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if our own government had something to do with it. They lie about the keys. They, they lie about everything like, well, we had nothing to do with the Nord Stream pipeline. No, don't lie to us. No other nation could have pulled this off under the guise of a joint operation in the Baltic Sea with the Nordic countries. Yeah, a bunch of little rogues from Ukraine somehow could deal with tons of explosives, get them onto a fishing boat, and pull that off. I'm not buying it. Didn't happen. You're lying. We have the Clinton administration come along later. Moving us to all of these trade agreements that wiped out so much of our industries in the United States. Then we had George W. Bush, a rhino, who basically continued the Clinton administration on many levels, but knew the right things to say. It's a bit of propaganda, but he did. And George W. Bush pulled off something that the Democrats would have had a hard time doing, the Patriot Act. You know, there's another act out there you better be afraid of called the Restrict Act to, it's supposed to be suppressing TikTok. And I can understand TikTok, great boogeyman, TikTok. Chinese government has a lot of control on it. 
probably gets a lot of information from it. So does Facebook on their site. So does Twitter. So does everybody else, including Yahoo and Google. And we're worrying about TikTok. For the love of all things intelligent, Google will be happy to sell that info they got to the Chinese cheaper than they get it from TikTok. So don't be deceived. That bill would allow the government to decide anything they want to censor. Any app they don't like, anything online they don't like, any website they don't like, read the bill. And the rhinos and the Democrats and the communists, the reprobates and the traitors are getting together on this one. You better be afraid. And then, as the George W. Bush administration comes to an end, we're given a choice between a rhino by the name of John McCain... Or hope and change. Our first African-American president. The world is going to be a happy, sunny, and wonderful place. Everybody's going to get along and sing Kumbaya for the next hundred years. Because the savior of our nation has come. Little children in Venice, California, gathered at a school to sing praises for hope and change to their newfound Messiah. about you, but this kind of reminds me a little bit of 1930s Germany. Now let's be honest. Using children has always been an effective means of persuading people to do things. I mean, it's children we want to give them hope and change and a better life. You've heard it all before. Despots like Hitler, despots, even in the Soviet Union, they go for the children first. First thing Hitler ever did, make sure that his propaganda was in the ears of children. The movies were co-opted. In other words, a positive message about the homeland always came through in the movies. Radio was a new and growing tool in the 1930s. And Joseph Goebbels made sure that every German could afford a radio. And then the state ran the radio stations. Now, with shortwave, it became a bit of a problem. And other signals could get in that we're forbidden to listen to, kind of sounds like North Korea. 
Kind of sounds like Soviet Union, Nazi Germany did that. And, and now, in today's world, the federal government in the United States and, and, and in China, they want to control what you can hear, see, and read on the Internet. And it's always about the children, whatever grandiose plan they have. You are selfish. You're hating the earth, whatever. Ignore our lies. Ignore our track record. Ignore it all. Because it's always, it's always about the children. And the children sing the praises of our leader. Now, remember, it was Biden who was the vice president under Obama. Hillary Clinton was the planned leader of the establishment in 2016. It was merely a formality to go through an election. Her coronation was all but certain. But Trump, (laughs) the interrupter that he is, pulled off a bit of a coup himself and outmaneuvered them in places that they didn't expect, like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin. Why do you think that Hillary Clinton was throwing things in her hotel room and wouldn't concede or go public that night? Because she had been promised the presidency. She waited her turn eight years. That insurper Obama beat me to it. I was entitled. I paid the price. And now, Joseph Biden, a compromised individual, is a puppet for the new world order. And Nancy Pelosi, up until recently, for four years, was Speaker of the House. And once again, invoking the children, listen to this diabolical liar of a witch, of a woman invoking the children, invoking all the key things they want to use to totally enslave you. Here's what we're doing in Congress. We have majorities in Congress. We're taking action. In our Congress, the House has established a select committee on the climate crisis, launched the most ambitious climate plan in our history, and passed multiple significant clean energy and conservation bills. Now we're working to the enactment of something that President Biden calls Build Back Better. Better because it would be irresponsible in our view to build the same way we had built before. It would be a dereliction of duty for us not to go into the future in a green way. Uh, And that responds to the urgency of the climate crisis. It's all about the children. It's all about the future. The planet belongs to them, and they know it, and they are speaking out, and they are acting upon it. And thank you again, Mr. President and the Prime Minister and others uh, for having that early meeting in Milan for COP26. We need them a world that can be, where they can be healthy, where they can thrive and reach their fulfillment. It's always about the children. It's for the children. No, it isn't. It's for their power. They don't care about your children. Nancy Pelosi does not care about children except her own. She doesn't care about those in the womb. She'll, she's fine with pain to kill them, even after birth. 
makes a mockery of her so-called fake and phony Catholic faith. I don't care how many thousands of gallons of holy water they pour on you when you die, lady. It will not push you through. I don't care how many times pulling out the rosary from your pocket, Joe Biden, and playing with the little beads, it's not going to save you from being the reprobate you are until you repent and turn away from your sins. Lying about the children. This is a dual party problem. It's a uniparty. Too many rhinos, too many fakes and phonies that claim to be Republicans. Fair weather friends stab you in the back. We see it all the time. I have stories I don't have time to get to today. I'll have to get to them tomorrow. It also shows where all of this trans and gay and all of this inclusive stuff come into play as well. And how faith in God is being attacked. Because it is faith in God. The Soviet Union knew it. The Chinese know it. The North Koreans know it very well. That people of faith are seeking truth. And it's hard to get people of faith to believe a lie. That's why true faith in Jesus Christ is under attack in this world today. Because we're truth seekers. People will lie about that, but that is the truth. We are the truth seekers. And they are the truth hiders, the distortionists, the liars, the propagandist. They want to control what you can hear. That's why they love the internet. They want everything on the internet because they can turn it on, turn it off and control it. Shortwave radio to them. Thankfully, most people in government are young and are addicted to their iPhone, never heard of it. It's a way to keep connected. That's why I use it and will continue to use it. I also believe in spreading the good news of the gospel. It's more important than sharing the bad news of the world. Trust me on that. And that's why the Church Project. That's why we do this radio program to bring you truth. To cut through the nonsense, the noise, and the propaganda. Our government is becoming the way of an evil world. Yeah, all means possible because we don't want anybody to take our power. Listen, we were energy independent and we had a solid economy. On day one, Joseph Biden destroyed that by design. Now, if you believe in this ministry, including the church project, would you help us this month? We need it. You can make a check or money order made payable to Ancient Word Radio and mail it to Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. You can also support us from our website, truth2ponder.com. That address again, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, Zip code 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. 
To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.